Anything to chat about. Let's see. I love that video that you made of your eForest recap. That was cute. Thank you so much. I uh, am kind of jazzed. I posted it on the eForest Reddit and it has like almost 14,000 views in like 18 hours. I'm kind of excited about it. Nice. What is it? It's upvotes, right? It has 176 upvotes currently. I mean, that's pretty good for Reddit. It's not like, I don't know, I feel like to get upvotes on Reddit is like even harder than most like Instagram or something, right? Because like Instagram, it's so easy to just like hit the... That double tap. The heart as it goes. Yeah, but then with Reddit, like you have to have watched the content, read it thoroughly to be like, okay, I'm voting yes on this. <laughs> <laughs> this has earned one upvote. Yes, well, I have 176 of them, so not a big deal. Very impressive. If eForest, you want to bring me for free next year and I can continue to make cool content, that would be so radical. That would be rad. <laughs> and if you'd like to bring his co-host, Aaron Moody, please. Yeah, I mean, we're really a content team, so <laughs> I think I need uh, my homie Moody. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice chat. See you, see you soon. See you at eForest. <laughs> see you uh, late June, perhaps? Perhaps. Continuing on, The Plurality Show. A podcast about beautiful music. And beautiful people. Episodes every other Wednesday. Uh, I'm Mikey. My dear, dear pal, E. Mood, alongside me. We just went to a wedding together. <laughs> we did, and it was quite quite a time. <laughs> we got married. <laughs> yes, Mikey and I are now married, and this is now the Mr. and Mr. Plurality Pod. <laughs> Frenchie was the efficient. It was really sweet. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I DJed our, our good friend Sam's wedding in Boston. Well, just outside of Boston. And Mikey got a last-minute invite, which was... Like, we, we were so stoked about it. I was jazzed. Super jazzed. And to be so close to your house, no less. I know. It was literally a 25-minute drive. It was amazing. You came right out of the woods, too. Camping. From work life to wedding life. Yeah, camping's honestly so fun, dude. We grilled wieners and brats. And we had a cauldron that we made this, like, mac and cheese. It was amazing. Our whole house smells like smoke. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> Let's see, what are we doing today on plurality? Well, we're going to do drop of the week as usual. I'm kicking that one off for maybe the first time ever. I don't know if it's the first time ever. I no, I feel like you always lead us off. Always? This might be my first lead off. Okay. Well, you're really good at it. So I, I think you'll be able to take the wheel just fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the wheel. And then, you know, at the time that this recording is published to the world... Electric Zoo will be two days away, and we're going to talk about that because you, my friend, and our Frenchie are going to be in attendance. So we're going to do a little preview, listen to some music, I hope. Oh, hell yeah. We're bringing all the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just need to wake up. I look, I'm just like staring at the notes like... <laughs> All right. You sure you want to kick it off? <laughs> <laughs> no. See, I'm not prepared. I'm telling you, I never do this. You got it. You got it. Oh, I got to do the first one. You got it. <sighs> and I have to tell a story first, too, because I didn't intend for this to be my drop of the week. But 
two hours ago, I had a moment that was very, I thought, cool. And I was like, let me just bring that to El Podcast because we're recording soon. So I was going to get cleaned off and hop in the shower. And I was on my phone and I saw on Twitter, Allison Wonderland's other account, Alex. Mm-hmm. It's her uh, personal account. Her personal account that has many followers. And uh, she tweeted that she had a friend who just passed away. And she tweeted a screenshot of a conversation that they had had like over the weekend. And now he is gone. And I read that and I have a friend from work a few months back who passed away. And I kind of was just put back into that feeling. The feeling of losing a friend is kind of a crazy experience. And many people I'm sure can relate So I kind of was just like thrust back there for a second. And I was thinking about how that's how Allison was feeling right now. And that's how her friend's family is all feeling right now. So I was just kind of like hit with that and kind of got like sad. And then in El Shower, I was just playing music. And then this song came on. It's called Build the Cities, parentheses, Empire of Sound. And it was beautiful. And I was having a little moment with it. And then I got struck by another thought that like, what if Keith, who is my homie, and Allison slash Alex's homie, whenever they showed up to the afterlife, if it was an empire of sound. And I don't know what that would look like, but whenever I show up, I would love it if it was an empire of sound. <laughs> that would be sweet. So I just kind of had that like fun picture in my head and... I always actually really enjoy thinking about Keith because that's how we keep them alive, right? Is by keeping them in our thoughts and talking about them when you have the opportunity to talk about them. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to do that and play this song. I was planning to end it earlier, but that was a cool moment. I wanted to sit in it a little longer. Yeah, no, I'm glad you let it play out. I mean, what a way to tie up the whole song with the piano there at the end. It was especially interesting that I had some sharp notes in there that were 
just came out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. And the original song, Build the Cities, is by Karma Fields with vocals by Curly. And it doesn't have any of those Empire of Sound lyrics, actually. Very cool song. Highly encourage everybody to go check it out. And there's a whole album, actually, of remixes of just that song. And this one, Empire of, so- of Sound, is the first one in there. And the uh, human who does it goes by the name of Tristem, like Tristan, but with an M at the end instead of an N. And Tristem has been releasing music since 2011. If you go and listen to some of his stuff from like 2011 to 2015, it was a fun little nostalgic exercise for me because I got vibes definitely adjacent to the Flux Pavilion of that era, the kind of Skrillex bro step of that era, Adventure Club from that time period. I don't want to pigeonhole him, but those vibes are so sweet and special to people who kind of started listening to EDM in that era. And uh, today he is actually doing very different stuff, kind of more in the pop variety. But from what I gather, I believe he does the vocals in all of his tunes. And I believe that was him in Empire of Sound. But I really appreciate him for making that song, Empire of Sound, because it allowed me to have a sweet moment and thinking about my friends. And then I got to share it with you guys. It was super fun. That's such a sweet sentiment. Alex, very sorry to hear that your friend has passed. And Mikey, very sorry to hear that your friend has passed as well. Loss is a tough thing to go through and it comes out of nowhere. And it's, it's just such a weird feeling. It doesn't feel like reality, right? It's crazy. But inevitably, almost everyone will be faced with it, which is also crazy to think about. For sure. Anywho. On that heavy note, (laughs) what do you got, Booty? (laughs) That was a very beautiful job of the week, Mikey. Thank you for sharing. You know, sometimes I got to be cute with it. Heck yeah. My drop of the week... I picked for two reasons. One being they are on the easy lineup this year. And two being I kind of know them personally. So double whammy. Double. (laughs) My drop of the week is You, the Aki remix by Jay Wara and Kat Connors. Those drums are definitely floating. It does have that ethereal feel. obsessed with this song i'm not gonna lie yes dope right i mean you know it's jay war already dope can we keep playing while we talk about it oh yeah of course here so a key is an australian indian and singaporean Ooh. dj producer based out of brooklyn new york 
She is known to blend deep acid, tech, tribal, and piano house all together, making her a multifaceted house music artist, which I think is super dope. More artists need to do this. Stop putting yourself in one genre. You know, like there's so many out there. Even if you're just sticking under house, like there's so many subgenres underneath that that you can incorporate into your sound. Preach! DJ Mag named Aki as one of 12 emerging You Need to Hear acts, which is super fucking dope. DJ Mag is like one of the top publications for the EDM community. As an added bonus to her incredible skills, she is committed to bridging gender and cultural divides in the house music scene. And that is um, actually one of the reasons why her and I have connected virtually. We're in like some... We're in some group chats together uh, that were facilitated by my other friend, Shanice, who you know, Mikey Branquino. Ooh, Branquino. So Aki is actually, uh, she's friends with Shanice and then a handful of other City Soul DJs. So she's good, good City Soul fam. She just actually recently played on the City Soul bus a few weeks ago. Let's go. That's super cool. Yeah. And she's doing big stuff around Brooklyn. She's a regular opener at Brooklyn Mirage and elsewhere. And like, I mean, she's open for some crazy talented people. She's open for Oliver Hildens and Alesso, Aluna and Galantis, Vanessa Mary Droppins, Jay Wara, Claude Von Stroke, Dylan Nathaniel. And like, that's just what she's done in like recent time. Like she's open for a lot of really, really incredible people. Damn. And she's even been invited to some festivals. She has played at Mysteryland USA She's going to be at ARC Music Fest in Chicago. And then she is also the opening set at the Mega Mirage stage, day three of Electric Zoo. So best believe Frenchie and I will be there cheering our girl on. I'm very excited to see her in action. I've actually never seen her play live before, so it'll be a good time for sure. And like I said, yeah, she's homies with the DJs from City Soul Fam, so... Any fam of that is a fam of mine. Hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> to all of that. So good. It's a great remix. And like, how cool is it that she's Australian, Indian, and Singaporean? Like, such cool cultures colliding. Yeah. That is a niche cross section of humanity. And I'm so here for it. And this is just a dope track. I love that song. Heck yeah. I have people I'm going to send it to and playlists that's going to go in. I know exactly where it's going to go. No. Is it going to Marissa? No, I, that's not a Marissa song. Oh, okay. That's a Justin Sinclair song. That might be a Matias song. Yeah, we'll see. Oh. oh. I like that you just think of your friends as, as you listen to a song. My favorite thing to do is identify people's music tastes and then send you songs that are exactly your music taste when I find them. They might not be exactly your music taste. Or it might be tangentially. Tangent, is that a word? <laughs> it might be like kind of your music taste. Or it might just be like, maybe they'll like this. Maybe they won't. But yeah, I try to I try to do that. And I think it's fun when you get a hit. When someone's like, oh shit, I love it. You're like, yeah, got them. Hell yeah, I love it when you just send music out of the blue. I'm like, all right, more new mm -hmm. tunes to listen to. Well, I mean, I'm already listening to it. Like, what am I going to do? Just sit on it and not <laughs> share it with the homies? You'd be surprised how a lot of DJs, especially in New York City, do that. They won't share, like, the songs that they play. Oh, hella gatekeeping. Yeah, and it makes sense when, like, another DJ is trying to take your entire library. But um, Shanice actually put a post the other day in her story she was making the point that when you are gatekeeping a song, 
that person who produced it, who put so much time and energy into it, like isn't getting the credit, right? Yeah. Get it out there. Play what you want to play. Yeah. Share music. It's for sharing. For sure. I have the same sentiment. Whenever someone asks me, I, I will 100% like say, this is the song. This is the producer. You know, go check them out. I feel like I did used to gatekeep songs when I was in high school, but I'm like so beyond that now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I did it before I was a DJ and now I'm a DJ and now I'm not doing it. So I guess that was a little backwards. <laughs> I guess you're just a grown human mm -hmm. who's evolved and become all good things. Speaking of evolving. Take us there. Electric Zoo. What it do? Let's talk about it. What it do? <laughs> Electric Zoo is back for its 14th installment. And this year they are bringing some serious festival ground upgrades, which I'm looking forward to seeing all these things that they're promising. Disclaimer, we don't know that like it will actually be as great as it's sounding. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. The festival's footprint has doubled in size and two new stages have been added, Mega Mirage and Secret Garden, which will make the stage total six this year, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. You know, they've been four stages annually for at least the last 10 years. They almost really doubled the amount of stages that they have because it would have been like eight, so six. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. That's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, for sure. And one of the things that, that I'm looking forward to is adding two new stages means more set conflicts, of course. But on the flip side, it also means that smaller crowds will be at each stage That's huge. at any given time. And I am excited about that. So we won't hopefully have any DJ Diesel size crowds <sighs> where we're like hoping that a a crowd crush doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, DJ Diesel in New York City, I guess we really underestimated the draw. Ugh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but also like how that stage was set up. It was given a back and then people had to wrap around. Oh. So it just made it kind of stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was only one side you could enter or exit from. Exactly. That's crazy, actually. When you, yeah, when you think about it, of course, yeah, there are three borders and then one. Yeah side to come in from so of course it's gonna get like smush city <laughs> anywho anywho as we talked about last year made event which is the production company who owns izu was bought by alvin gardner last summer and we had some pros and cons that were felt during izu of last year those being the sound bleeding was non-existent in between each stage, which was a huge plus for me because in years past, like the sound bleeding was so bad, dude, like really bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. 2019, I remember the All My Friends stage was a tent on the side of main stage. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> you could perfectly hear main stage at the house stage. And I felt bad because I didn't see any house DJs that festival because they were all in there, like Dom Dalla, Norton Pure. Like I missed all those people with Camel Fat. Like we would go for a few songs and I was like, like I, what's the point of you being here really? <laughs> and it was like so hot in there too. Yeah, true. The tents, they trap all the heat, which is not good for the equipment because then shit overheats really easily. Not that you could hear any of it anyway over the yeah, main exactly. stage. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So because the sound bleeding was non-existent last year, uh, that was really dope. But on the flip side of that coin, 
The trailers that were set up to create the sound barriers between the stages were not aesthetically pleasing and made the festival feel a little disconnected. And I know this is something you feel very strongly about. They could have made them look (laughs) a little prettier. I mean, come on. They were just like trailer pods that had, I think they had like some army netting on it. I don't know. It was just like gray, so gray. That's true. They could have put like a mural on it. They could have put like bright paint. And I like to just stand at the top of the hill and like look at the whole festival spread out in front of you. And then you're just like looking at like a gray blob. (laughs) The sound was improved. So it's really pick one of the two. For sure. And it just comes down to personal preference. I feel you though. Like they could have thrown some butterflies and like, you know, animals on it. It's the zoo. Like fucking hang some lights from it or something. I don't know, man. Like I will say the lasers from main stage last year had a cool effect when they hit those things i remember that being cool that did allow them to have like a termination point for the lasers which is something that these lasers need especially in new york city you can't just have lasers firing off into the night so (laughs) that was a plus that's true honestly overall excited to just hear about the experience and what's different and compared to last year for sure like we were just saying the overall production of the smaller stages felt like an upgrade like the sound was better for sure yeah multiple stages last year other than main stage had lasers and pyro and the sound quality overall was just super top-notch although main stage the main concern people had was that it leaned too heavily on the effects being its bread and butter many people had something to say with how boring it looked it was super it was like a big rock <laughs> yeah <laughs> which was not super um you know like fun again fun to look at i mean maybe that was the, the vibe right like the pods the rocks they're, they're like let, let the music speak for itself <laughs> hey and you know what it music never disappoints exactly uh, so hopefully this year we we get a main stage that is worth talking about and then the last thing last year that we were what's the word concerned are you gonna talk about security security yeah i mean we didn't have the best experience we've ever had with security yeah security was just simply put not kind they were pretty rude to all of us they were not the vibe they were overly aggressive with their searching tactics and because of that very few totems or flags made it into the festival Like we saw sunscreen being confiscated. Mikey had a pair of goggles that were confiscated that were being sold inside the festival. They literally were selling the same ones inside. So we could really, uh, you know, see an upgrade there this year. Made events, Avon Gardner. I hope you guys are listening. Security vibes. Let's let's get them a little higher. For sure. Even if that was the only thing that you upgraded and like the pods are still there and main stage still looks like shit, changing security would give it such a facelift because like it's your first impression of the festival. It's the very first thing you do. And it's going to put a good or bad taste in your mouth initially walking in, you know? Like that's so important just to have the vibes like set immaculate when you first walk in because everyone's so excited. If you care about the consumer, that's something that you should take into account. I don't know. I mean, listen, we always give the caveat that running festivals is super difficult, but there are some festivals who do do a good job of this. And to those, we appreciate it so much. For sure. There's a way to do searching in a a safe way where you've- Respectful. Respectful. And if someone's being a douchebag, then search them thoroughly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
like just be kind that's just be respectful it's 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 that easy hey i'm feeling like they heard the message and this year it's going to be great vibras for security at electric zoo i'm going to be taking notes on all of these all of these bullet points so we'll when we do the easy recap episode i'll make sure that we give it a yay or nay (laughs) dude look at us just providing relevant information to the people on that note artists i'm looking forward to seeing for the very first time because i've decided that is something that i'd like to prioritize yes because a lot of times one of the djs who i love I'll be like, oh, I want to see that, like, Seven Lines. We always see Seven Lines. We always see Seven Lines. And I love him. I love Jeff. I love his artistry. I love the stories that he tells. But I feel like we've also been doing that with some other DJs, too, where we, like, always go see them, like Allison. And, again, love her. Like, she's amazing. But if it comes down to it where it's a conflict with someone else I really want to see and haven't seen before, I'm like, "Mm, I should probably maybe... Go chase the vibes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He's a mad scientist. I love to hear it. So three artists I am looking very much forward to seeing for the first time live. First one, Nightmare. Very, very stoked to see a Nightmare. That I've had a number of opportunities to see him in the past at festivals and have never taken it because, again, set conflicts. He's always in direct conflict with someone I really love. And this time, of course, is no exception. His direct conflict is Jansen. And I'm so sad. (laughs) I'm so sad because... (laughs) Literally two episodes ago, you were like, next time I'm at a festival with Jansen, I'm not missing it. I literally made the proclamation. And two weeks later, I'm like putting my foot in my mouth. Here we go. I'm owning up to it. Maybe I'll clip that and be like two weeks later. Two weeks later. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jansen. Man, I promise I'll, I'm coming. Like the next time you do a solo tour, <laughs> I'm buying the tickets. That's tragic. That's that is tragic. Yeah, it is. But you know what? I, I got to give love to my homie Nightmare. Like I've been listening to him for years. Good Vibrations is one of my jams. And yeah, you know, just got to chase the vibes, as you say. So I'm excited to hear about that set and what a modern day nightmare set is like, because I've seen Nightmare pre-COVID, but not since. And I imagine he's evolved and continued to change as everybody has. So Yeah, I kind of feel like his sound overall has become more melodic over the years and less bassy. Like it's still dubstep, of course, and it still gets heavy, but I think he's kind of evolved into adding more melodies and less harsh tones. I don't know if I told you this, but my friend Hannah, who her and her friends run the Cosmosis events, the like raves in the desert, I feel like twice a winter, she'll just be like snowboarding with Nightmare. I'll see it like on her Insta story. I don't know what the connection is, but I'm like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) I want to snowboard with Nightmare. Sick. Love that. But yeah, anywho, you're going to see Nightmare blasting tunes on a stage. Very stoked about it. Very stoked about it. And also the set the set before Nightmare is more kismet. So that's going to be like back to back. Who's uh sorry, I know you told me this. Who's the um the other conflict on the other stage before Jansen? Yeah, the other yeah. conflict is Rusco. <laughs> it's very sad, man. Like these these two conflicts were probably the hardest to choose from. I don't really like split sets because as we've talked about yeah. before, like sometimes when you're in it, you, you want to hear the whole story. Like you don't want to just like catch a little bit and be like, 
okay, now I got to be stressed about getting to somewhere else and catching part of that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally with you, except unless I'm like wandering and frolicking, in which case I love to pop in and out of yeah. sets. But if I'm like, like if you have that one circled, like you got a beginning to, the ones you circle, you need the the, the completion of for them. For sure, for sure. So I'm going to play one of my favorite Nightmare songs and it's one of his uh, more recent ones too. Ooh. It is a collaboration he did with Ray Volpe and it is called Signal. Hold on, Coco wants to say hi. Hi, Uncle Mikey. What's up, little Coco? How's my little Cokester? Fine. <laughs> she says fine. Are they feeding you cocoa? Are you being starved? It is technically her dinner time and I'm waiting to feed her because I'm doing something else. Wait a meow. No! Wait a meow. Reaching out into other worlds. And then another drop, back to back. Yep, give it to me. God, like that one is a track to get your blood pumping. Oh, baby. Before we leave Nightmare, I have something to play as well. Please do. On May the 10th, actually, as I see here in my Spotify, I saved one Nightmare song and three remixes of Nightmare songs. And these three remixes specifically, which are off of Dreamverse remixes part one, Similar to that song we just heard, Signal, these remixes go so unreasonably hard that I cannot gatekeep them and must tell you all about them right now. They're called Nothing's Perfect, the Odd Kid Out remix, Fall Into Me, the G-Rex remix, and Teardrop, the Riot remix. And they're all three absolutely banana lands. And I'm going to play you, I think, the Odd Kid Out one right now. Let's hear it.
drum and bass shop, okay. <laughs> There's three different genre drops in this song. Listen to this last one, it's crazy. <laughs> I did not even realize how all over the place that song is. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to that whole remix album. I couldn't recommend it enough. I was really impressed with it. And Nightmare sure chose some dope people to get on those tracks. So that one was Odd Kid Out. We can, I guess, get back to the main topic. (laughs) Let's do it. Second artist, I am so excited to see. Everyone already knows what I'm going to say. Alley Cat. Hey. Alley Cat. Alley Cat. Cat. I'm so, like, she's probably my top pick out of everyone that I'm most excited to see. Yeah, dog. As I sit here, like, in my FOMO, this is like the FOMO episode, is what I'm going to call it, maybe. And I'm sure there's some listeners who are maybe joining me in the FOMO. And you know what? I'm so excited for you to see Alley Cat, dude. Yeah, me too, dude. Me too. And you're going to see her soon, too. Totes, totes, totes Actually, she like she's working on getting her visuals together. I saw for her first solo tour. So hopefully, she'll be coming to Boston. You can definitely see her then. She is gonna be so huge. Oh, she's gonna be so fucking big. Enormous. She's the Wubs and vocal edit queen. That alley cat subtronics btb is gonna be so nasty when it happens absolutely i need to see that in my lifetime she recently played at base canyon and her the crowd at her set was just like you could tell they were all vibing so hard can't wait to be in the vibes myself and it's just so refreshing to see someone who identifies as a woman excelling in dubstep so quickly. Like her yes. career has just really taken off in the past year. Like she kind of like knock two has just like climbed up the <laughs> ranks and been like, yeah, bitches, guess what? I'm here. <laughs> it's like pretty dope to see that. Like if you're just like that fucking talented, like just go get it, you know? Go get it. Amen. It doesn't matter what gender you are, what you identify as. Like let it rip. The blank is for the taking. What what is that? I don't know, but I always like when you try to remember like expressions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still I'm still coming down from the wedding, to be honest. I like yesterday put all my equipment back up, and just that took like four hours. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you crushed though. Emood wedding set, y'all. It was pretty great. <laughs> Appreciate you. So I'm gonna play one of Alley Cat's new songs. I'm just filled with joy and anticipation, genuinely. This one's called Right Back, stylized all caps. She's shouting at us, right 
back. Every time she's Every like, time. Right back. Right back. Alley cat. Alley cat. Pharaoh. She can shout at me all she wants. Oh, hell yeah, for sure. She can run my show. <laughs> run it back. Run it back. Buckle up. Here we go. Every time, every single track is a banger. Every single one. I don't think anybody puts a bass face on my face faster than Alley Cat when her tunes come on. Like instant. That track specifically has the best vocal edits in it. She does like echoes on her vocals, and then it like pans. I'm like, oh god, this is just this is heaven to my ears. <laughs> We love it so much. And then you throw the wubs on top of it. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, son. So, so good. Come on, son. Anywho, Alley Cat, we're coming for you. Dude, so who the hell is number one? That Alley Cat is number one. I wasn't doing it in order of like... Oh, I thought this was in order. I was like, I thought we were three, two, one in it. <laughs> no, no, no. Alley Cat was definitely number one. Okay. But I am very excited to see this third person. Okay. Um, okay. Who I've spoken about pretty regularly especially now that we're a techno podcast. <laughs> it's going to get me every time. <laughs> I have seen Oliver Heldren's two times, but this will be the first time that I have seen his techno alias, high-low. Very, very excited. I'm, I'm for sure going to prioritize seeing his solo set because he's playing solo, and then from there, he's going to play his back-to-back with Ellie Brown, and that's the very last set of that stage for the entire festival. Oh, wow. So I would love to stay for the back-to-back. However, it's also Grizz back-to-back Zedstead. So I feel like that's where I'm going to have to be. I would be like, you missed that? I don't know if that was the right choice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm definitely trying to hit up all three of Grizz's sets each day. Yeah, it's... Who knows how long it'll be till we have him again, but... For sure. Let's enjoy this last little run until the new era commences. Absolutely. Gotta soak it in while we have him. Um, so yeah, I'll probably close out with Grizz and Zedstead. Is that on Sunday? That Yeah, it's the very last set of the festival. <sighs> I am manifesting so hard that like I'm going to be driving up to New York Sunday morning to just like... Do a day. Cop somebody's wristband that can't come or something and be there with you. That'd be sick because Alley Cat's also playing Sunday. <gasps> I'm going to legit... <laughs> 
be on the lookout. Yeah. Well, Reddit could probably help you with that. Sam Tillis, <laughs> my homie, we were texting and uh, he was like, I'm going to be on the Reddits looking for a wristband for you. And I'm like, oh my guy, he's so sweet. I'll look too. If he says it, he's definitely going to do it too. Like, oh, of he's course. He's just the sweetest man of all time. I will also be manifesting that that happens because, oh dude, what what a treat that would be to to have the there for the last day of Izu. Sunday's my favorite day anyway, so that would be so fun to get to be at that one. Mm. Ooh. We got some high-low to listen to. Indeed. This one I chose, I actually had never heard this song before. I was just going through his discography and I found this song. I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely the one. This is the one. The song I chose is called Simsara by Hilo and Reiner Zon... God damn it. <laughs> by Reiner Zonneveld. <laughs> Reiner Zonneveld? By Reiner Zonneveld. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. I already love it. <laughs> those dark drums i loved every second of that <laughs> yeah you got the sounds like punjabi lyrics so sick so sick so sick i hadn't seen a techno set at izu until last year when we finished off with carl cox so he was like our first techno set i'm pretty sure we probably won't be seeing anyone else's techno other than Hilo, so well you you have to see a techno set oh, yeah. at Izu at least one because like because we're cultured like that. Can we even call us a techno podcast <laughs> if you don't go to one techno set? Like, come exactly. on, <laughs> dude! I'm so excited for you. Hilo, very excited. There are also just like a bunch of people on this lineup who I've never heard of, so I feel like there's going to be a lot of chasing the vibes, just going around and seeing what sounds the best in the moment. Staying present. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. We will be missing you and Vanna and Nick, but EDCO is right around the corner. Couple months and we got another one? Another one. I'm so excited. And you know what? The Izu lineup is bananas. The EDCO lineup, I would say, also qualifies as pretty bananas. It's mm -hmm, quite nice. Have to agree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
that's all I got. I'll hit you up with a recap. We will have a Frenchie on and we'll do a recap after. Yeah, give you our, our notes and share the good vibes. Well, have so much fun, homie, and you're gonna have such a rad time. Thanks, my dude. I'll be thinking of you whether you're there or not. That's so sweet. Uh, why would you say something like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're one of my festy besties. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I was wondering if I was gonna cry on this episode, talking about Keith. I was like practicing it. Couldn't make it through a practice run, but I, was, I think I mostly held it together. You, you held it together. I could tell you were on the brink, but you, you hold it together for sure. There was a moment. <laughs> there was a brink moment. You gonna make me cry. That's really the goal. If I can make the other person cry, success. Achieve. Yeah, at my brother's wedding, I had a speech, and that was my whole goal, to make my dad cry and bawled like a little baby like I knew he would. <laughs> That's sweet. I'm doing the best man speech at Courtney's wedding in November, so I gotta start writing that soon. Yep, you gotta get on that speech. You're gonna do a great job. Thank you. That wedding will be more of an EDM wedding than Sam and Aaron's, so I'm very excited. I know, there was a few comments like, if Sam got his way, it would be all this. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I wish Sam got his way. <laughs> well, maybe we can find a, an invite to Courtney's wedding. <laughs> you can come to Denver. <laughs> You know, if you're listening to this, and you would like, you can follow us on social media at PluralityPod on all platforms. What else? What else? What else? We got a little playlist thingy. Yeah, you want to say that one? <laughs> Over to you. If you like any of the songs that you heard today or on any of our podcasts, and of course you do because you're cultured and love techno just like us. I love our people. Head on over to my Spotify e-mood where you can find the master playlists that have all the tracks we've played on our episodes. The master list. Shout out to Whipped Cream, Barbara Streisand, Alley Cat, can't wait to see hey, you in a week. Moody giving the shout out, uh-huh. Let's get it. Did you DM Miss Cream yet? No, I thought about it last night again. Every time I see her story, like she's in Vancouver, I'm like, maybe now is a good time. And then I become a little <laughs> baby and don't send it. <laughs> one of these days, Mikey, one of one these days. One of these days. DMing Miss Cream and being like, <laughs> can I take you to Red Lobster? <laughs> Is that what I should invite her to, Red Lobster? <laughs> yeah, but tell her the chicken joke first. <laughs> so now my full pickup line is like, <laughs> hey, Miss Cream, what do, you, what do you call a chicken at a rave? A party foul. Do you want to get some red lobster sometime? That's good. That's good. We got deals over there. <laughs> I think we're really, we almost have it nailed down. <laughs> You're going to knock oh, it out of the gonna... park. She's going to actually just ask you to marry you on the spot. I mean, we should be prepared for that outcome. <laughs> All right, Plurbies. Plurbabies. What's our sign-off going to be for today? You want to do it today? Do you want to do a sign-off? Ooh, a little switcheroo? That that I know you've never, I ever done. I definitely have never done sure. a sign-off. Shit, this feels like a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like, so much pressure. We're 31 episodes in. 32 right now. Oh, 32, that's right. Episode 32. I can't count. 
We're at 21. 21. We're stuck at 21. I'm gonna say <laughs> peace, love, and increase the positive manifesting in your life. You know who said that? Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the New York Jets on uh, the TV show they had, Hard Knocks. He's literally walking around the sidelines. He's like, we need to be manifesting more, more positive manifestation. I was like, my guy, I love that. Yeah, that's dope. So I'm manifesting electric zoo, Miss Cream. You know what, I'm the Miss Cream, I'm not gonna manifest anything. What happens, happens. I mean, it's definitely gonna happen, so. Yeah, the more you talk about it, the more you put it into the world. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. How'd I do? First try. I feel like that was pretty solid. You knocked it out of the park. Mm, mm, mm. Thanks for following my trains of thought as they forge on into nothing, into the darkness, not knowing where they will end, where they will go. I mean, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs>